Good morning. A very warm welcome to our Harvest Thanksgiving service of worship in which we also celebrate Holy Communion. As we come to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you. The Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, is open to all who love the Lord Jesus Christ. And for those gathered here, uh, you will have received the communion elements as you arrived and at the appropriate point during the service, I'll invite everyone to briefly remove their mask or face covering in order to uh, receive the elements of bread representing the body of Christ. And then the grape, the fruit of the vine, representing the blood of Christ. And after we've all shared in communion, I'll invite you to replace your mask or face covering. And for those joining virtually online or by phone, please be ready with your own bread and grape juice or equivalent to be taken during the service. Our call to worship comes from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. Our God blesses us. May God bless us still so that the ends of the earth will fear him. So let us worship God. And you're welcome to stand as we sing together our first hymn, All Things Bright and Beautiful, Mission Praise 23. Let's pray together. Faithful and ever-loving God, we thank you for your provision for all our needs in every season. And today we especially thank you for all the fruits and produce at this time of harvest in our land, when we begin to see the changing colors in the trees and plants, painted by your design 
to reflect the beauty of your creation. We thank you for all your good gifts which sustain and bless our lives. Most of all, we thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus, our Lord, who came to give us new life and fruitful lives. By dying on the cross for our sins and rising to life again, so that through faith we might receive forgiveness and life forevermore and grow to be fruitful in our lives by the work of your Holy Spirit in us. As we gather this morning around the table of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask that you would prepare our hearts and our minds to receive your strength and be renewed in our faith by your word and by the sacrament of Holy Communion. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you through Christ our Lord. Be gracious to us in your faithful love, in the fullness of your mercy, blot out our misdeeds, wash away our iniquity, and cleanse us from our sin. In your great tenderness, create a pure heart in us, and give us a new and steadfast spirit. Renew our joy, and give us peace for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Gracious God, you have assured us of your continuing love, and by your mercy you bring us to the table of your Son, our Lord. Help us to feed on him by faith, that nourished by this sacrament, we may live to your honor and glory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, today we are thinking about uh, harvest and uh, um, thinking about all the produce that we have, um, the fruit and the vegetables, and you can see examples of, of that uh, just in front of us, a wonderful display today. And um, it's good to be reminded that although we don't, uh, unless we've got gardens, we don't really think about it coming from the ground. We think just, we just go to the shop and get our, our food. But it's good to remember that it's God who is the source of all our, our food, our produce, and all good things that he gives to us. And today we're also thinking about how God is a generous giver, that he gives us not only um, what we need, but he also gives us um, generously so that we can give to others as well. And a few weeks ago, we were, we were following the story of Paul, um, who was then initially known as Saul, and he met with Jesus on the road to Damascus. And when he later on started following Jesus, he um, went, he was known as Paul, and he went on journeys around uh, the Mediterranean telling people about Jesus and he would write letters to them, and he would encourage them in their faith how good it is to know Jesus and to follow him. Well, one time, he actually wrote a letter um, in Second Corinthians, if you wanted to check, in, in, in chapter 9. Um, there, he wrote some words because they were having an a offering for um, some of the other Christians um, who were less well-off than, than, than they were. And um, he said these words to them in his letter. He said, God is the one who gives seed to the farmer and he gives bread for food. And God will give you all the seed you need to make it grow. He will make a great harvest from your goodness. God will make you rich in every way so that you can always give freely. And your giving through us will cause many to give thanks to God. And that's, that's really about... Um, uh, he's encouraging uh, the followers of Jesus, and that includes us today, um, to, to give generously to those um, less well-off or those in need. Um, and uh, he, uh, it can be whether it's our time, um, using time with people, or our talents, the gifts that God gives us, or, or our money to help 
people who need that. So these are all ways that we can give generously out of the things that God gives to us. So today, um, we're thinking also about how we can uh, give generously to, to others. And our harvest um, offering, our harvest donation this year um, will be to, uh, for, to help us at the church here, but also to help um, three different local charities in Glasgow, and um, one of those is the Church House in Bridgeton, which helps uh, children and families. Another one is the Lodging House Mission, which helps people who are homeless or vulnerable, and then we're also going to be helping the, the Well, which helps people who are from ethnic backgrounds to, um, to fit in, to um, just encourage them to overcome language barriers and other barriers. So these are the, the three charities as well as the church that uh, our gifts are going to go to this month. And so we're going to just pray now and thank God for his good gifts to us that he gives to us generously and also ask him to bless these um, harvest gifts this month to those other places as well. So let's pray. Dear God, we thank you that you give generously to us what we need Thank you for this time of harvest when we especially remember the way that you provide for us through the world that you have given us to look after. So we ask that you would bless the harvest gifts we share with the work of, um, we pray for the work especially of Church House Bridgeton, the Lodging House Mission and the Well as well as our work here. And we pray that you would help us always to be thankful for all that you give to us through our Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. So you're welcome to stand as we sing our next uh, song, a harvest thanksgiving song. We plough the fields and scatter. Mission praise number 732. and scatter the good seed on the land but it is fed and watered by God's almighty hand He sends the storm in winter the warmth to swell the grain the breezes and the sunshine and soft refreshing rain all good gifts around us are Sent from heaven above, then thank the Lord. 
gospel reading this morning is to be found in the gospel according to John. John chapter 15 and reading the first 17 verses. John 15 and at verse 1 where Jesus is talking. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. Our second lesson is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3 and reading from verse 14 to verse 21. Ephesians 3 and at verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love 
that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for the love that you have given to us through our Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you that you have given us this love in such great measure that it is uh, beyond our understanding, but Lord, we ask that you would help us by your Spirit to grasp something of that love for us, that we may be strengthened in our souls, in, our, uh, in all parts of our, our who we are, Lord, that we would know that we are loved by you, and in that, being rooted in your love, we may be able to share that love with others. We pray that as we look at your word now, that you would open it up to us by your Holy Spirit, and make clear to us all that you have to say to us this day, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, harvest time is, I have to say, one of the best times of year for me. I, I, I just really enjoy um, looking around and seeing the colors and also the fruit. And uh, uh, my wife, Rosie, will, will confirm that I'm a bit of a forager uh, when we're going out for walks. Um, uh, she might be speaking to me and I'll, I'll have disappeared because I've seen some brambles or something. So uh, I started picking them. And just recently, last few weeks, I've, I came across a, a, some wonderful brambles uh, uh, on a, a place I was going for a walk, and, and I've been uh, stocking up, and they're all in the freezer now, or so we've eaten some in a pie with, with some apples, and it's been great. So um, I really enjoy the, this, this time of year, it's so, and the fruitfulness of it. Um, but, you know, God um, also has made us to be fruitful in our lives. And it was part of God's original design and plan that uh, we would be fruitful. And if we went back to the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, um, we have the very first command that God gave to men and women. And it begins with two words. It says, be fruitful. And so you could say that uh, fruitfulness is something that God has um, imprinted in our DNA when he made us in his image. But through our disobedience and sin, this ability to be fruitful in good ways has been marred. Rather than being fruitful and caring for each other as, um, and for God's world, the fruits of our disobedience are all too evident to see in the world around us. Rather than living in harmony with one another and with our world, we're too often caught up in the selfish pursuit of doing whatever feels best for us, rather than considering the effect that we're having on others. And this affects us right from our personal relationships through to the wider problems we see in our communities, between nations, and through our natural world. Into all of this, however, God sent his son Jesus to make a new way for us to live. But it wasn't in fact just a new way to live, it was a completely new life and a new start that Jesus is offering us. It's not something, however, we can do by ourselves, it's not something we can do with just a little willpower and effort. It's something that comes when we actually stop trying to do everything in our own strength and recognize that we need God's strength and God's life to live this new life. And our Lord Jesus, in dying on the cross for our sins and rising to life three days later, 
He did everything necessary for us to receive this new life. He took the punishment for our sins, and he did that so that we also might die to our old life, our old selfish ways of living, and be born again into a new life as God's children, children of our Heavenly Father. And so through faith in Jesus, we die to the old life so that we might live fruitful lives for God. Just like a seed that dies in the soil in order to rise through the ground as a new plant which produces fruit. The new life that God gives to everyone who turns to him for forgiveness and puts their trust in Jesus as Savior is the one that is designed to bear fruit. Through Jesus, God is restoring the image that he gave us to live fruitful and fulfilling lives. And yet, as Jesus teaches in John chapter 15, it's not something that just happens um, without any further part for us to play. Although we receive faith as a gift, there is something we have to do to, um, to keep going forward in our faith. We can't just do whatever we want and expect to be fruitful the way God desires to see happening in and through us. There's something we need to do. And that's something Jesus tells us is that we need to stay connected and rooted to him and to his love. That's the whole thrust of what Jesus is saying. And he says over and over um, that he, he talks of fruitfulness and of coming to him, of staying connected to him. And he uses this illustration of a vine with the branches. In verse 6, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I'm sure we can imagine what happens to a branch that doesn't remain in the vine, that's not connected. It doesn't last too long. Even if it was in the process of producing fruit, as soon as it's uh, no longer connected to the vine, the the branch uh, begins to lose the fruitfulness. It begins to wane and eventually the branch will dry, uh, dry out and die off. One time after buying some items from a garden center, by mistake uh, we left a plant in the boot of our car. Unfortunately we left it for some time. It was hidden away well, you, you can guess it didn't do too well. It was out uh, of the sun. It was out of the soil where it would get nutrients and it wasn't being watered. It wasn't connected to the things that would give it life. It's all too easy, though, for us to go through our lives not really thinking about how we might stay connected to our Lord. And we wonder why we're not doing so well why things seem to get on top of us, why we seem to lack direction, why our lives aren't as fruitful as we'd expect. Have we been like a branch that is trying to go it alone, but gradually running out of steam, or should I say running out of sap? The irony is that we can think we'll be most productive and fruitful running around doing as much as we can but without thinking to bring God into the equation. What Jesus is telling us, however, is that no matter how much we do, if we're doing it in our own very limited strength, without reference to God, we're, we're not going to be fruitful in the things that really matter the most. We can't, for example, become more like Jesus in our character if we're not connected in any sort of ongoing relationship with him. We can't expect to grow in the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which in Galatians uh, chapter 5 it says, are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We can't grow in these unless we're connected to the one who is able to produce those fruits in us. 
unless we're allowing ourselves to be transformed by God's Word and in our times of prayer. But we should also consider that when Jesus spoke about staying connected to him in John chapter 15, he did it to prepare his disciples to share the good news across the world. That's because Jesus knew that as his disciples stayed connected to him, the love of God would flow out through them to others. And so that others, other people would discover this new life in Jesus. And so the fruitfulness Jesus is talking about also has to include the fruit of people coming to faith in him, people being saved, people being healed and made whole, and the transformation that comes as people begin to live in the freedom that Christ gives. But unless we stay connected to our Lord, we'll run out of what we need to show what God's love is like to others. It's so important then that we do connect with our Lord, making time to dwell in his word, to pray, and to, do, uh, to meet together as we're doing today, to, to, to use all the ways that God has given us to stay spiritually healthy. The Apostle Paul, in chapter 3 of his letter to the Ephesians, prays a prayer all about this, this importance of of being connected to Jesus. He prays, for, uh, he prays for the Christians that they may, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that they may be rooted and established in love. Why does he do that? Well, he says, so that you may have the power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that they may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. But what we need is, is more than head knowledge. We really need heart knowledge of God and his love. Because when we're filled with God's love in our hearts, what happens is that we start to overflow that love to others. It starts to pour out of our hearts in the way that we live and the way that we speak. And so we have to hear, to listen to God's word for us and pray that we will know that uh, God loves us in our, in our very being. For then we shall not only know about God's love, we will know that we are loved deep down in our hearts. No wonder Paul prays that these Christians might really know and be filled and rooted in love, God's love for us through Jesus Christ. It also says elsewhere in the New Testament in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, that God's love, which is a perfect love, drives out fear. And now there's a lot of fear in our world. Perhaps we've been connecting to it or connecting to other things that are really negative for us. So our Lord Jesus is calling us to disconnect with those other things, those negative things, and connect or reconnect with him because he will fill us with God's perfect love which drives out fear and darkness from our hearts and our minds. And God's love for us through Jesus is also a love that can never fail. It's a love that endures everything the world and all the powers of darkness can throw at us. And while we might at times run out of some things in this world, God's love and provision for us aren't among them. As Paul wrote elsewhere in Romans chapter 8, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble 
or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither heights nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so let us draw near to God, because as we do, he promises to draw near to us. And in his loving embrace, he will fill us to overflowing with his perfect love. And then we will bear fruit that lasts. Amen. So let's continue to worship God as we prepare to share communion after our next hymn. We, but now we sing together, Come, ye thankful people, come. And you're welcome to stand for the hymn. This is the Lord's table. The Lord's table is open to all who love the Lord Jesus Christ. 
the Lord Jesus invites us to share this joyful feast. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Hear the words of the institution of the Lord's Supper according to the Apostle Paul. The tradition which I handed on to you came to me from the Lord himself. That on the night of his arrest, the Lord Jesus took bread and after giving thanks to God, broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper and said, this cup is the new covenant sealed by my blood. Whenever you drink it, do this in memory of me. For every time you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes. As the Lord Jesus, the same night on which he was betrayed, took bread, I take these elements of bread and wine to be set apart from all common uses to this holy use and mystery. And as he gave thanks and blessed, let us draw near to God and offer him our prayers and thanksgiving. Let us pray. Loving God, you made this world marvelous for us to enjoy. You gave Jesus to be our friend and to bring us to you. You sent your spirit to make us one family in Christ. For these gifts of your love, we thank you and join with angels and saints in this joyful hymn of praise, holy, Holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. For your kindness to us and your goodness to all, we give you thanks. We thank you that you showed your love by sending your Son who gave his life for us and rose again from death, and lives to intercede for us forever. We thank you that he has taken away all that separates us from you, and has made us friends with you and with one another. We thank you that he has brought us together at this table to strengthen us by his love. Send your Holy Spirit on us, and on these your gifts of bread and wine, that we may know Christ's presence with us and be his faithful followers, showing your love for the world. Bless your people throughout the world, that they may be filled with your joy and live for your glory. Bless too our families and friends and surround them with your steadfast love and strong protection. We pray for those who are sick, those who suffer pain or loneliness or grief, those who draw near to death, and those whom we name now in our hearts before you. Comfort them with your presence, strengthen them by your promises, and grant them your peace which passes all human understanding. And now as we rejoice with all your people of all times and places, we remember with thanksgiving all your faithful servants and those dear to us who now serve you in the glory of heaven Keep us in unbroken fellowship 
with your whole church in heaven and on earth and bring us at the last to the joy of your eternal kingdom through jesus christ our lord who taught us to pray saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen according to the holy institution example and command of our lord jesus christ and as a memorial of him we do this who on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me in the same way he took the cup saying this cup is the new covenant sealed by my blood whenever you drink it do it in memory of me jesus lamb of god have mercy on us jesus bearer of our sins have mercy on us jesus Redeemer of the world, grant us peace. Draw near with faith. Receive the body of our Lord Jesus Christ, which was given for you, and his blood, which was shed for you. And feed on him in your hearts by faith, and with thanksgiving, taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who find refuge in him. Take, eat. This is the body of Christ, which is for you. Do this, remembering him. This cup is the new covenant sealed by Christ's blood, which was given that the sins of many might be forgiven. Drink from it, all of you. Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. The peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. As we come to the close of our service today, and you're welcome to stand as we sing our closing hymn, Shine, Jesus, Shine, Mission Praise number 445. of the world shine upon us sets us free by the truth you now bring us shine on me shine on me shine jesus shine fill this land with the father's glory blaze spirit blaze set our hearts on Flow, river flow, flood the 
Strengthened by the bread of life and the new wine of God's love, let us offer our service to Christ, our faith and our love, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you all and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs> 